We had been looking for a church for about a year. Grew up in a very traditional household from a religious standpoint. We checked the box. Always was involved in church in some shape or form, but really didn't feel much of a connection. At about the age of 13, I gave my life to Jesus. But I didn't know what I needed to do to foster that relationship and tried to make my life what I thought it should be. So I have spent a number of years as an adult kind of lost. When I walked into River Valley, I got that sense of home. And everybody says that, you know, they say welcome home. And it really was that feeling like here would be a place that I was going to find what I had been looking for. And once we realized this is our home, we wanted to go deeper. What is the history of this church? What do they really stand for? And what are my spiritual gifts? I hear all this talk about the spiritual gifts. What are they and how do I apply them? And so after about six months, we heard about the next class and decided to sign up and took the class. So we attended the next class every Sunday after church. It was really easy. We were able to just um, go there right after the service. It was four weeks where we got to learn about the church. We learned more about ourselves and really to learn that God had a special purpose and a calling for me and that I could use the gifts that He gave me to lead people to Him. And I remember distinctly in one of the next classes, they talked about church isn't a place. Church is us. We are the church. And it's up to us to really get involved and be the church that Jesus wants us to be. From there, we have just met so many people and, and got plugged into so many different ministries. Our lives are very different now. For anyone who's new at River Valley, I would say, why wait? Sign up for next, learn about what the church is all about, how you can leverage the spiritual gifts that God has blessed you with and really build this church community to what it's supposed to be. God has so much more planned. And so it's exciting to think about what other things he might have next. I love that last line in that video. I'm excited for what God has next. I just resonate with that because uh, in this series, Miserably Saved, we've been talking about that you're supposed to move forward, that you're supposed to go after all that God has for you and keep moving forward. And I love that uh, Trent and Mariah were saying, hey, we jumped in. We found out how God had wired us. We got involved. We realized that he has a purpose for us. We're making a difference and we're moving forward. And uh, that would be a great word for miserably saved. Move forward. If you move forward, you won't be miserably saved. How many agree with that? that is, that's the way we have to live. And for those of you that are new to this series, uh, in week one, I talked about that your, people are tragically lost and God wants to save them and rescue them. And uh, if you see salvation as an end, that you just stop right there, you're going to live miserable. But if you see salvation as a beginning, that's an, an adventure, and that's the life, and you're going to keep moving forward. In week two, we talked about um, people that are saved, but they aren't breaking free from all the things that are behind them. And we talked about breaking those chains and, and being saved. And now we're talking this week about being redeemed and about moving forward and going forward into all that God has for you. And we've been talking about uh, the Passover and using this as our example, using this as where we build this on. And the four cups of Passover. Again, this is just a quick review. 
the four cups of Passover, when the Jewish people were celebrating that they were set free from Egypt, they would have four cups of Passover. And the first one, they'd say, thank God that he saved us, that he got us out of Egypt. And that was week one of our series. Thank God that he saved us. And then week two was, thank God that he got Egypt out of us. Thank God that we don't have to live that way. The bad things were taken out of us. And now week three, you know, which the third cup was, thank you for redeeming us and putting us on purpose, giving us a forward direction that we are supposed to go somewhere now that we serve you. And then week four uh, or the cup four was, hey, we thank you, God, and we celebrate this relationship with you. And so today we're going to look at we're moving forward on purpose. Next week is going to be we celebrate you. And I'm going to ask that the drummers play twice as loud next week. Just kidding. How many know they already play pretty loud, right? They're, they're there. All right. And then we have a great band, great worship. Let's just, let's, let's praise next week though. Let's praise next week like we realize that we are set free. We are in relationship. We are moving forward and we have something to celebrate. All right. But today we're looking at that he's redeemed us, this third cup. And we're following along with a a book that my friend wrote, Chris Hodges, called Four Cups. He actually wrote a book about each of these cups. And this one today is redeemed, uh, that he's redeemed us. All right. And in Exodus chapter six, following along again with that, that story that we are talking about referencing and using for this series, this is what this Bible says to us. It says, therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord and will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them and I will redeem you. There it is. Those are the words. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. All right, so we have it there. I'll save you. I'll set you free. Cup one, cup two. Now cup three, I will redeem you. And they celebrated that. And I want to let you know that he says, I'm going to do it from my strength, from my outstretched arm. I'm going to reach you. And then he says, mighty acts of judgment. Just so you know, those are not judgments against you and I and the Israelites. He was saying, I'm going to do judgments against the people that are holding you back from what you're supposed to do. How many are glad that God's like blocking for you right now? He's like, I'm going I'm to bring judgments on them and get them out of the way so you can get to where you need to go. And so today as we look at this third cup, the redeeming of moving forward, if you want to avoid being miserably saved, you've got to stay moving forward. It's not enough just to get saved it, and it's not enough to just say, I want to break free. God's like, I saved you. I broke you free. Now I want you to move forward. I've redeemed you. Now, so that we understand this, and I'm praying today that we'll grab hold of this. And by the time we leave service, I pray we're just fired up, that we understand that we've been redeemed, that we're on purpose, we're going somewhere, and forward is the direction for our spiritual life. So the definition for redeemed is to buy back, to win back. The definition is to, to free someone, to liberate by paying a ransom. So when you see that word that he redeemed us, he's saying, I liberated you. I paid a ransom. There was a price that had to be paid. And don't forget, the children of Israel living in Egypt, that was symbolic of us living in slavery to sin. And he's like, you were a slave to sin. I got you out of it. I got the sin out of you. And now I'm, I'm redeeming you. I'm, I paid the price and I paid the price for you to go somewhere. I want you to move forward. The word redeemed is used all the time in the Bible. 
All the time, a lot of times we just read it, redeem, redeem, redeem. We even sing the song, you know, redeemed, oh, I love to proclaim. Well, maybe we don't, but other churches do. <laughs> maybe our song can, our team can rewrite that one. But. First Peter 1, 18 and 19. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Peter's saying, you know what? You were redeemed. You used to have an empty way. You were slaves to sin and God redeemed you. He set you free. And you know what he did? He paid the price with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We'll get more into that in just a minute. But Peter was saying right before that, like live different, live different. Stop, stop with the sinning. Live different because you've been redeemed. What a great word. Paul says the same thing, essentially, in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. He says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, but you were bought. And the word bought, redeemed. You were redeemed at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Paul says, you know what? He's actually addressing uh, sexual immorality here. And he's saying, stop living like that. Stop living that way. God redeemed you. you. You were a slave to sin and then he redeemed you. He paid the price with the blood of Jesus Christ. Now live pure. Use your freedom to be free and to do the right thing and to go forward for God. It's a beautiful, beautiful word, redeemed. Beautiful word. And when we understand the word redeemed, we're gonna change our life. We're gonna change our life. We're gonna live differently when we understand this word better. Now, again, when, they, when they'd celebrate those three cups, you know, thank you for getting us out of Egypt. Thanks for getting Egypt out of us. And thank you for redeeming us. When they got to the redemption cup, that just spilled over with thankfulness. That's where they, thank you, thank you, thank you. Matter of fact, in the New Testament, it was the third cup that Jesus, when he had given thanks, it was the third cup. Thank you. Father, for putting us on mission. We're making a difference. We're moving forward. That, that's, that's the cup that he was talking about. Thank you, God. Thank you for moving us forward. And so they were thanking God that they could be back on mission because they were never meant to be slaves. They were never meant to be slaves. And we ought to be excited when anybody is, is, is realizing that they're redeemed. And we should have greater joy. Like, I think about... Well, I'll give you an example, like a National Geographic example. How many have ever watched like where they have like an eagle or something that has a broken wing or it's wounded or it's in a trap and then they take it out and then they nurse it back to health? Well, they don't put it in a cage. Once they nurse it back to health, how many know they put that hood over the eagle and somebody that knows it will tell me after service and they'll say what the hood's called. Hopefully it's a hood, but you know, and they put the hood on that thing and they go out there and there's usually a party there, isn't there? There's a bunch of people. And they're waiting. And all of a sudden they take that off the eagle and then they're like, and then the eagle flies away and they all cheer, don't they? And, they're, and they're, it's like great joy because the eagle was made to soar. Its purpose was to fly and to fill the sky. And so when it, when it gets nursed back and it gets set free and redeemed, it's like, yay, everybody cheers. We ought to cheer when people understand that they've been redeemed. We ought to cheer. Like, I know we cheer when they get saved in the first cup. We, we cheer when they get saved. We're like, oh man, it's so good to see you healthy and whole. But we ought to cheer when people understand I was made for a purpose. I was made to do something for God. He, he didn't just save me to put me on the shelf and be miserable. He saved me so that I could move forward and make a difference. He redeemed me and I'm moving forward. We ought to 
We ought to clap for every usher. Like, praise God, you found your gift. You found your spot. You know, every nursery worker, thank you. You know, well, you're like, no, don't clap for me. I'm an introvert. All right, I get it. Just found my spot. Leave me alone. All right. But it ought to fill us with joy that people are moving forward and understanding why they were saved, why they've been set free, and that they're moving forward. Now, Paul says in our, in our text in 1 Corinthians that we are bought with a price. Okay, and Peter talks about it, that we were bought with a price, that it was the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, and he's saying, now, now go ahead and glorify God. Like there was a ransom that was paid for you. It was really, really expensive. It cost a lot. And I, and I know it seems like we only think about it maybe at Easter or maybe sometimes at communion. We ought to be thinking, I'm redeemed. And it, it was costly. It cost a lot. The Bible says it was the blood of Jesus Christ. It means he endured pain, suffering, death on the cross so that we could be redeemed. That is an expensive ransom. That's the most, we got to be, I, we were the most expensive ransom ever paid. I mean, now our church is way too young to know Patty Hearst, but Patty Hearst was, you know, redeemed for six million. And if you know Patty Hearst, thank you to our seniors ministry. I don't know, it's, you're older, but uh, I had people at earlier service, they're like, I have no clue who Patty, all right, yeah. Richard the Lionheart, though, I think was the greatest, most expensive on earth redemption he was kidnapped or held captive, and in 19, uh, or 1192, he was captured. In 1194, he was ransomed, and the ransom that they had to pay to set him free was two times the gross domestic product of England. So the country of England had to pay two times their total gross domestic product to set Richard the Lionheart free. That's expensive. Not even close to what Jesus paid for you and I. Not even close. Not even close. We have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And, and, I, and Paul and Peter are like, you know, it, he paid the price with his blood for us. We should live redeemed. And I love the positive tone that they have and the life-giving tone that they had. Because how many know that God could have said like, hey, I redeemed you. I brought you into this world. I can take you out. Serve me. Anybody have a parent that do that to you? I brought you in. I could, if you did, sign up for freedom ministry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he didn't. Paul and Peter, and as God's inspiring the word of God, he doesn't say, tell them that, you know, I paid the price. They better live up. It's like, no. He loves you. He paid the price. He redeems you. And, he, and he's saying, now let's live worthy of this. Let's move forward. What a God we serve that's motivating us with love and showing us the price that he paid and the sacrifice that was there. And he's saying, it's a beautiful thing. Now walk redeemed. Live different. Revelation 5, 9 and 10 uses the word redeem again. This is interesting. It's talking about what's going on in heaven what John sees and he says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. They're speaking of Jesus. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Isn't that interesting? The song they're gonna sing in heaven or that they're singing in heaven is you've redeemed us. You have redeemed us. They're using that word like you've redeemed us. You paid the price. You redeemed us. And I think we should align with the song that's being sung in heaven about us. 
He's redeemed us. He's rede- we're gonna get to heaven and we're gonna be singing songs of redemption. Like you redeemed us. What did you see in us? What did you, yeah, what a price that was paid. How amazing you are. How incredible you are. You are worthy. You redeemed us. And I think we should align our lives with the song of heaven. I really do. I don't think that you're gonna be in heaven going, thank God I made so much. Thank God I won so much. Boy, was I ever a great athlete. No, all small stuff. You're going to say, I was redeemed. I was redeemed. God redeemed me. And I'm telling you what, the most important day in our life is the day that we realize that we're redeemed. We get saved and we realize that God redeemed us there. And we can say, wow, look, thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for saving me. Beautiful, beautiful thing that we have been redeemed. Let's align with the song of heaven that's being sung. When you understand this, you're going to live redeemed. You're going to live different, all right? And one of the things you're going to do, if you understand that you've been redeemed and that a precious price was paid, how's that? Precious price has been paid for you, all right? When you realize that, you know what? You're going to be thankful. You're going to praise God differently. Like, I've been redeemed. You're going to praise God so different. It's just going to come pouring out of you. You can't wait to be thankful. Like, thank you. Again, that third cup. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for getting me back on mission. I wasn't meant to be a slave. I wasn't meant to be bound. I wasn't meant to keep that junk in my life. And I wasn't meant to just sit here. I was meant to go somewhere for you. Thank you for redeeming me. And you're going to be thanking him and praising him in your words and your song and your service. You're going to be looking for a way like with your time and your treasure and your talents. And you're like, God, how can I do that? How can I bless people? How can I serve people? How can I love people? How can I help people to show them that I understand that I've been redeemed? And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for all that you have done in my life. Thank you. I've been redeemed. And I came up with this word here. A friend helped me with it. They said, we should live lives of thanks living. Not thanksgiving. I mean, thanksgiving is true too, but thanks living. We should be just so thankful. We are living so full of thanks that people are, they're just living thanks living. I mean, they just are, it's just them. They're just there and they're so thankful for what God has done. That's how we should feel if we understand that we've been redeemed. And the other thing is um, we should realize our purpose. We should realize our purpose and we should try to find out what is our purpose, okay? If God saved us out of Egypt or out of sin and then he's getting the sin out of us and then he says, I've got a purpose for you. I've redeemed you. I paid the price. So now you can go live how you were called to live, live and do what I've called you to do. Find out what your purpose is. And I love in the video how they said, you know, we were wondering like, we kept hearing about it, spiritual gifts and things that we could do and purpose. And we're like, how do we do this? And they're like, we want to move forward and figure this out. We all should want that. We all should want that. He paid the price so that we could be redeemed and so that we could move forward and say, God, how in the world can I use what I have for your glory and for your honor? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love that. God's saying, I've created you. I've made you. You're, you're my handiwork and, and I'm thrilled with this. And now that I've saved you and I've got that junk out of you, I want you to do something. I want you to move forward with purpose. There's work that God wants you and I to do. And it's not a, do we have to? 
It's we get to. We get to find our purpose. We get to know what God created us for, and we get to move forward. It's a beautiful thing when you do that. Now, most people do not know what their spiritual gifts are. Surveys have been done in a lot of churches, and 80% of the people in most churches don't have a clue what their spiritual gifts are. So if you're here going, well, I don't have a clue, all right, there's probably a lot of people around you that don't know what their spiritual gifts are, what they were created for, what has God uniquely blessed them and given them so they can move forward with a purpose. One of the things we do uh, at River Valley, which you heard in the video, is next. Like, go to the next class and be a part of that and find out how has God wired you? How has he made you? How can you find a place to get involved and go ahead and make something and move forward for God? I'm telling you, it's, it's, there are people here, you've probably been here for years even. You're like, I haven't been in next. I don't want to say anything. I, I'll let you know this. Um, our oldest son, Connor, is in charge of next uh, at the Apple Valley campus. And if you run into him in the lobby, he'll probably say next. I mean, he's, you know, he's like, get in next, find your spot, find your, get, get in there, find your. Okay, so he's talking to his younger brother, uh, Logan, and he said, have you done next? And Logan's like, ah. Uh. Now you can imagine, he is now leading the 20-plus ministry at River Valley. And so, and Connor's like, you haven't done it? Oh, you know, you need to get in there. Well, his girlfriend was like, have you done next? Uh, He's like, you're both signing up, you know. And so he gets, well, I got to tell you this. um, Mac has since uh, found out what her spiritual gifts are. She found out what they were and took a test and found out what her spiritual gifts are. And I'm telling you, she's like, it's a joy. It's a joy to know how God wired me. It's a joy to know what gifts I have and what I can bring. And, and he, he didn't just save me to get me out of sin. And he didn't just get the sin out just to have me sit there. He actually wants me to do something. And he's uniquely wired me to go forward. And I'm telling you what, that same joy can be yours, just like you saw in the video. Just like you see Mac having there where she's like, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm moving forward. And God wants us to all be excited about being redeemed. Let's live in alignment with the song of heaven. Let's say, what can we do? How can we get involved? What can we, let's live lives of thankful lives. Again, I'm praying that next week, our prayer will be so on fire, so excited, so amazing. Like, and our worship will just be ready. We'll be driving in and we will go for it in such a greater, greater way. Let me read again 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. He said, go do something. Go do something. Honor God with your bodies. And I'm going to tell you this. It seems obvious. In week two, it seems obvious that you could get stuck with chains. But I'm telling you right now, you could be miserably saved if you're not moving forward. You could be saved, you could have the chains broken, and you could be sitting around in church. And I'll tell you what, if you're not moving forward, doing what you were created for, living to your purpose, you can be just as stuck, just as miserable. And for some of you, week one didn't hit you, week two, you're like, no, no, I've been through freedom and I got that. But this one might hit you right now. You're not moving forward in what God created you to do. And I'm asking you to get into it. I'm asking you to say, it's time for me to do that. Now, can I say something that is very obvious in a church of our size? In a church our size, I guarantee you that there are people that have taken next and wanted to get involved, and they're like, I tried, I texted, I waited, 
I, and nobody called, and so I, that's a free pass for me. And I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna ask you to give us grace. I'm gonna ask you to give us grace, and I'm gonna ask for you to see that this is what God created for. You should fight your way in on serving. You should fight your way in to find your purpose. If nobody called you back, show up at the church, all right? You have my permission. You can even tap while you're waiting. I'm telling you, this, get in, get in, but give us some grace, okay? Sometimes we have desires and vision bigger than the structure, but I believe our structure is in place now for you to go ahead and say, I want to be in a next. And next is every month at our, at our campuses. You can go to your welcome center and sign up there and say, hey, I'm in. I want to be part of this. If you went through it already and you're like, nobody got in touch with me, again, don't take it as the free pass. You're going to get stuck. You're going to be miserably saved. It's not, a, it's not a reward to do nothing. It's actually out of alignment with the song of heaven. So get in alignment with the song of heaven that he redeemed you and put you back on purpose. Out, out of you, back on purpose. This is where we start moving in a forward momentum. And I'm praying that we will say, Lord, thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for moving us forward. Help us to live aligned with the song of heaven. So Lord, I just pray right now that you would help us to do that, that we would live aligned with the song of heaven. We would live aligned with what the word of God says, redeemed. We came out of sin. You've been getting these chains off of us and breaking us free. And now you're moving us forward. You're moving us forward on purpose, redeemed, making a difference. I pray against anything and think it's a reward to say, I just come and sit down. I just come and receive. I just come and take. Lord, you called each of us to give You've called each of us to be uniquely gifted. You talk about in 1 Corinthians that we're part of the body and each of us has a gift. I pray that we'd bring that gift and serve and move forward on purpose and saying, God, you've redeemed us so we can make a difference. Help us to be thankful. Help us to be on purpose. Help us to not stay stuck and be miserably saved. Help us to move forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen.